Welcome to Jawing About the G-Men. I'm Joe McGuire along with Sean Scanlon and King Zay. Another terrible football game by the New York football giants. Down 27-0 at halftime. Daniel Jones, we would later find out, out for the season. Things just... Things continue to get worse week by week, Zay. What are we going to do? Oh, man. Uh, It's like I told you before, and you're not going to believe it. I'm going to keep saying it. We're just down on our luck. There's nothing more you can say. You're just down on your luck. You're in a year where anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and it's just the situation that we're dealing with. Um, It's going to suck the end of the year having to weather the storm and get through these last couple of games without our captain and our starting quarterback in Daniel Jones, but this is part of a football season. This is part of the game. Injuries happen, you know, and unfortunately for the Giants, this injury comes at a time they didn't need it to happen, a a time where they felt they were getting healthier and possibly could maybe go on a run and squeeze back into this playoff race. But based on what we are dealing with, that's all out the window. So I, I don't know. What are the chances that this guy's gone next year? That that this team now officially moves on from Daniel Jones? I, I don't know. Uh, I'll just keep it brief because I know Sean probably wants to touch on this too. I will say, like I keep saying it in all the blogs and all the Twitter sites and everything, the Giants moving on from Daniel Jones will be the worst mistake of the franchise in the last few years. Not based on his talent, but based on what you've seen it. Look. This is a guy who's not coming off of a year where he played miserable and terrible. This is a guy who took you to the playoffs. He won you a bunch of games. It wasn't the greatest season, but it was a good season. It was a better season than you've had in recent history. And again, we see what this defense is. We see what the weapons, and I'm almost sure we're all in a clear, consistent agreement that if they could fix this line, this team can almost compete with anybody in the league if they can get a line in front of them. But the I think moving on from Daniel Jones and plugging in a new quarterback with no line and the same issues that you had going into this year, you'll be setting him up to be again, a quarterback in the future of the Giants. It it could be Caleb Williams behind this line. It could be Pat Mahomes behind this line. I don't, I don't know that it would make much of a difference if they block like that. No, completely agreed. I don't see how Caleb, I don't see how a USC quarterback wins you anything. They don't win anything in any way. I don't know what the hype is. I'm serious. I just don't think they play in a division where the competition is that great all year where you can go, well, he's a consensus number one. Name a number one quarterback to come out of USC or a top 10 quarterback to come out of USC and be successful. I'll wait. Sean, is this the end of Danny Dimes with the New York Giants or no? Uh, it's it's definitely the beginning of the end, I would say. Um, his contract has um, a lot of guaranteed money in next year, so I don't think they get rid of him this offseason, but – after next year, it's it's basically a two year deal where most of his guaranteed money is already paid, where you can pretty much get off get him off the books. So I think they keep him next year um, as a backup if they do draft the quarterback. If they don't end up drafting the quarterback, um, I think he'll be there as a starter. But I, I think that um, it's definitely a possibility that they're going to draft the quarterback. I, I firmly believe that they're going to have a top three pick. I don't really see any more games that they're going to be winning down the stretch. I I mean maybe they win one game with the team that they have right now, but it is an absolute disaster with Tommy DeVito back there. Um, the line is not good. We don't really have even time to get our balls 
or get the ball to our playmakers. And then our defense um, was, you know, had some good momentum going into the Raiders game. And then they give up 30 to one of the worst offenses in the league with a, you know, a late round rookie quarterback. So I just don't see them winning a lot of games. I think it's definitely a high possibility to have a top three pick. And if they do, um, I think it'd be kind of hard to pass up a Drake May or a Caleb Williams. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's funny. I, I real quick, I've heard a lot of people say uh, the kid from Carolina, Drake May. And <laughs> I, 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 my thought is, you drafted an ACC quarterback from a from a basketball school. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. And, and you've done it. They did it a million years ago uh, with David Brown, another former Duke quarterback. Giants. Giants. In neither case did it work out. We're suffering from a delusion. We see other things work for other teams. You see Joe Burrow come in. You see Pat Mahomes. And you instantly assume that that is the same situation that's going to happen when you plug in a rookie quarterback who is a top rookie quarterback in your opinion. And that's not the case with the Giants. In my opinion, I agree with Joe. Daniel Jones is a serviceable quarterback. He's won you playoff games. He's shown you that he can win you games. Get him a line. Go with your number three pick. And go get a Marvin Harrison Jr. Because even if Daniel Jones isn't your guy, at least having a Marvin Harrison Jr. solves the issue of not having a number one receiver for the next quarterback that comes in. If yeah, you're not gonna have time to if you draft a receiver, you don't have any time to give him the ball with the O-line that we have. Well, that's why I said you fixed you draft a receiver, you go in the second round with that second round pick you got for Leonard Williams, you get you a guard, you go get you another guard in the second round. You go keep building that line. You don't want to plug a quarter. You guys are delusional if you think Caleb Williams is coming in here and winning more than three games. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely delusional. He definitely would. He's you're got the wrong. talent to do it. You're wrong. You're he's absolutely wrong. You have to he's tell him to do it. Against to do it. And he would come in here and be star corners in, in college. Yeah, he could do it against three star corners. And we, you think Caleb Williams right now could no. step in and do a better job than what's been happening? Than Tommy DeVito? Absolutely. One thousand. Well, I don't mean. I don't mean no. Tommy DeVito. Even before that, with Daniel Jones, yes. He's a better quarterback than, than Daniel Jones. He's Talent-wise, I mean, NFL obviously. Yo, can you say that? He's never played an NFL game. Right. No, uh, absolutely. He's playing a bunch of guys who may never make the league. And you're telling me he's going to be a super. Bro. All I'm saying is the Daniel Jones era in New York is coming to an end. And it's coming. Whether you like it or not, it's coming to an end. Maybe not this year, but next year it's absolutely mistake. done. Daniel Jones will go and have a good year next year because he is that type of player. He's going to dedicate himself. He's going to get his knee right. He's going to come back and have a year that's going to piss the Giants off. The Giants are going to make a stupid mistake and move on from him. He's going to win somewhere else. I guarantee it. I don't disagree with that. I but guarantee it, it, it. it is not. It's not working here. We'll he has a larger stuck, sample size we'll be stuck of in hell than he does winning he, here. We'll be stuck in hell with Caleb Williams. No number one receiver. No fixed line. No nothing. We have Daniel, a good receiver. We don't Saquon have any Barkley, time to throw him the ball. Saquon Barkley's out the door. I'm letting you know now. If Caleb Williams comes in, Saquon's probably gone. Now who's running the ball? Eric Gray? Eric Gray? You, gonna... you could find running backs anywhere. Also, why didn't the Giants just do that last year? Why are we having this whole conversation? Because Saquon, Saquon's one of the best backs in the league. I'm saying if you look across the league, you can, you can find you, late-round running backs game. wherever. That's not, what's made this Giants offense good this year it's not just when they when when Daniel Jones has been out there, but when there's Saquon been nothing for this offense has been good this year. When they when they have been good this year, it's because Saquon has been out there. And Saquon, it's not because Saquon is the superstar player. No, it's because he draws enough tension that defenses has to look at him. You can't just load the box because he can go out there and catch. 
And then you have to play coverage out there because now receivers can one-on-one matchups. The Giants receivers have been getting separation. That is the thing. Saquon creates mismatches. He creates nightmares for defenses. You won't get that with Eric Gray or whoever. Who's the other running back that we have? Matt Bereda. Matt Bereda. You're not getting that with that. So who are you getting to fill in instantly? Especially now that running back C, you're not going to pay them. You've already proven that with Saquon Barkley. If I'm a Josh Jacobs or a top running back in the league, why am I going there? They can tag Saquon again if they really want to. I don't know if they will. They could, and he could sit out. I'm telling you now, he's sitting out. He's not doing it again. He's looked pretty good the last two years. And I need to to clear this out with people. He's not on a franchise. He agreed to a one-year deal. It's a franchise with a little bit of incentives in it. It's still a franchise tag. But he could still be franchised again. No, if he was franchised, he'd be making 10.1 this year. If he was on he's under, making like 10.8. He's making it's 11. The same thing. He's making 11 with a $2 million bonus. That's not the same thing. It's not a, it's not a $2 million Let bonus me, if he doesn't rush if, for 1,500 yards. If I pay Joe 11 million and I pay you 10 million, don't tell me you're going to feel like you got the same amount out of it. No, I don't want to hear that. He's not on a franchise tag. He's on a modified tag or modified contract, a one-year modified deal. T- you just Call said it yourself. You Call it whatever you want. Yes. But at the end of the day, if it's they tag him again. Especially at the league minimum, he's not coming back. He's not playing for you next year. It's not his choice. They would have to trade. If he gets franchise tagged, he's going to be on the roster. They have what, to trade him. What did Le'Veon Bell do? He said well, he can sit game. out. Yeah, but he's not going to go play somewhere else. Okay, so he can sit out. He's made enough money in his career. He's invested. You, he's not a stump kid. He's got commercials. He's got everything. He can take a year I, off. I think he's too loyal to this team. That I, I, I don't no. disagree. He definitely How could. Can you but... be loyal to people who aren't loyal to you. I, I agree with I agree with that, but he did it this year. He, then, he didn't sit out of training camp, and he showed up to work because he's a great player that the Giants don't deserve. So you screwed you're him exactly once. right about that. You screwed him once already, and they'll probably do it again. And now you're not only going to do that again, but his closest person on the team, Daniel Jones, you're probably going to move on from it. In your idea, what you want, I'm not. I said, a, I said after next year. I'm I'm, I'm not coming back for that. There's yeah, nothing. I'll, I'll there. tell you what I think. I think after this season, I think they signed Saquon to like a three-year deal. I think from what 36 million three years, it's not going to be, and maybe 40 million over three years, it's not going to be anything great. It's going to be a better offer. It it, again, I think this is contingent on he's got to continue to suit up every week for the rest of this miserable season. He's got to continue to produce. He's looked amazing the last two weeks, basically carrying this offense on his back. And it hasn't looked great, but somebody has to carry it. And it's been like 95% Saquon Barkley. He's he's the whole offense right now. He is literally the whole offense. Um, The crazy thing is, I feel like Tommy DeVito's had more time back there to throw, and he's been less pressured, which is – the line hasn't been terrible the past couple it, weeks. The last they've gotten better through the year. After Daniel Jones hasn't been there, they've gotten better. And that's another I would, he's been I running would, for life. I would almost rather see Matt Barkley attempt to run this offense nah. than I would Tommy DeVito. He's been around it. He's spent like two years in it. No, he has, but he, he no, knows Tommy it. Tommy DeVito didn't look bad in preseason. No, Tommy DeVito looked fantastic in preseason, which is why two weeks ago when they didn't let him throw the ball once, I thought, 
Yeah. Did Brian Dable not watch that? I mean, there were literally Giants fans in the preseason who thought Tommy DeVito earned the starting job. Well, Delusional, yeah, I understand, but yeah, people idiots. felt that way. He looked really good. Then he comes in and it's like, no, don't let him throw the ball. Then last week you had him throw the ball a bunch, and it was two pretty quick interceptions. So I don't know that this kid really understands the offense. He's not super talented. He wasn't great at Illinois. He wasn't great at Syracuse. Matt Barkley, uh, uh, again, a USC guy. I don't even love that. But but I just feel like he's got a better handle on things. It might make more. And it almost seemed to me, just from listening to Brian Dable, that once Matt Barkley gets up to speed, I think he seriously consider at least giving that guy some snaps because you, you need somebody that understands this offense and the intricacies of it. Because I, I here's the messed up thing. This team wants to win football games. Oh, they're still gonna, I think they're going to win a game or two before the end of the year. I think it's they, inevitable. Yeah, they're they probably going to beat the Commanders. They'll, they'll uh, stumble into one probably. They'll be a Commander. I think they'll pull out a Green Bay win. I think they'll pull out a Green Bay win there. There's some games I think they will actually pull out, and they'll screw up that top 10, whatever you guys are dreaming of, which I'm yeah. perfectly fine with. Because, again, look at the Texans. The Texans aren't good because they just went and got a quarterback and it fixed their problems. No, their rebuild started when they traded away who everyone thought was the best receiver in, in Hopkins, and they started plugging in people. They started fixing their line. They started fixing – and now, guess what? They look like a team. A quarterback is set up. He has a number one receiver. He has a line in front of him. That's what you do. Not for nothing. They had the second and third pick last year, and they added two tremendous players to that roster. Now, to and, and you pointed this out a whole bunch, say, to be fair, the Giants had the fifth and seventh pick two years ago. And neither of those guys, you could start to make the argument for, for Kayvon. He's, he's starting to come on. No doubt about it. I need more from him. And and I'm telling you, I still feel like when this guy's running down the field following a play, I still don't love the effort a lot of the times. I feel like he's not running 100%. And when this team is playing like crap, it uh, that upsets me. And I, I love KT. I just bought my son a jersey. Uh, his first Giants jersey officially now will be number five because that's someone that I believe is going to be here for a really long time. That said, you mentioned uh, drafting a guard and another guard. I still think that it's time to move Evan Neal one slot over. Agreed. I think, and he spent some time at, like, I, I like this kid. I'm a big Bama fan. He played well at Bama. He did play some right guard. He played right tackle. He played left tackle. I know he's big. He's tackle size. He's a really good guard. And I, I almost wonder if you don't move him over, go get yourself a right tackle and a left guard. And with Schmitz and Thomas, you've, you've got a decent offensive line here. Uh, they'd all be young and hopefully continue to improve. So that would fix those problems. I do agree that if they get a high pick, you know, look, I think Daniel Jones does come back next year. I think if you have a high pick and Marvin Harrison Jr. is there, I think it'd be nuts not to take him. Absolutely. I do agree with – and look, the other thing is the Giants could also always go the free agent route looking for a quarterback. I mean, uh, a Kerry Collins once took us to a Super Bowl. 
and and he wasn't even that great. So the Giants have more than just we got to draft somebody. Because listen, I like Carolina. I I I think May's been pretty outstanding there, but I am so nervous about another ACC QB from not a football school, but from a basketball school. That just doesn't that just doesn't make me feel great. Sean, I'll grant you, you you were saying, look, Caleb Williams is more talented than Daniel Jones, pound for pound. There's a reason this kid is the defending Heisman champion. There's a reason most people have him going number one. People felt that way about, um, what's the kid there at, uh, in Carolina, Young? Uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young, thank you. Uh, again, my Bama guy. Uh, he hasn't panned out. He, when When... You know, we talked about this a little in the offseason. The amount of people that were like, it's a no-brainer, Bryce Young won, C.J. Stroud too. C.J. Stroud got really very disrespected leading up to that draft. He was um, – there was that knock that Ohio State quarterbacks don't don't win games. Obviously, Josh Fields has been uh, they don't. a bit of a disappointment. This was also coming off uh, Dwayne Haskins passing away even. So – C.J. Stroud had to live up to that. He's the starter on one of my fantasy teams. That fantasy team, by the way, is nine and one. Uh, so things are things are going well there because of C.J. Stroud. Uh, I do love that kid, but look, I, I think the Giants have to look at maybe. It, it's not again. It's this isn't necessarily uh, we move on from Jones and we draft somebody. I I still think that you could go the free agent route. You can go the trade route. There's going to be some options. I think I would, they have to seriously look at that. Yeah, I would say trade more than free agent because just because I mean great quarterbacks don't hit free agency. If if they're a great quarterback, their teams end up during their rookie contract. So you're, you're not, not going to get a great quarterback in free agency. Going the trade route though, I mean. If you have assets built up, then you, you can go get it. I I just don't. I mean, we don't have who are you getting a whole bunch of assets. That's the question. You, yeah. you trade and look at the Broncos. They they thought they were getting something. And look Brown, what they had. Browns too. You can't, and that's what I say. You can't assume in this league. I, honestly, and I agree. I, I will continue to say this. The Giants' best thing would to be get your top pick. Take even Marv, either Marvin Harrison Jr. or the tight end from Georgia. Um, Bowers. Bowers. Brock Bowers. Take one of those guys because yes. Yes, if you think you got you, you're gonna you got a bigger issue at tight end because the guy you just bought in, he's never gonna play. Tight end is not like a premium position though. Yeah. It's, you need uh, to build not, the lines. Though. It's not. No. Travis Kelsey is huge on that team on the Chiefs. He's the he's like, you know, uh, what was the uh, on the Saints? They had a couple. Um, what's his Jimmy name? Graham. Jimmy Graham. Graham. If you have a big time tight end, that Kyle, big time tight ends are there in the league. Like Gronkowski. He, what we talk, bro? You're talking about two guys that are listen, retired. All right, hold on, time out. And and to be fair, listen, I no you know look if the Giants have a top five no pick, they're, they're not they're not drafting Brock Bowers. They're you're not taking a tight end. No, he's not that good. I would Kyle Pitchett. Kyle Pitchett four was a stretch and a huge mistake for Atlanta. No. It was Kyle so dumb. Atlanta doesn't know how to use him. They don't know how to correct. use him. hundred percent correct. A, a team like the Giants that could get some real value out of a pass-catching tight end. But, again, I like Brock Bowers. I think he's pretty outstanding. If if I had the 12th pick, I think, okay, yeah, not, I could maybe. Right, right, but not, not in the top 10. That's not happening. Marvin Harrison, for me, has to be a top. The top 10 has to be the Marvin Harrison if you're in position to get him. 
That's I that's you, I agree with that. That's the only skill position player I'd take in the top five. Get a number one receiver, fix the offensive line, and like Joe said, Daniel Jones blows it this year. Guess what? You'll be in a draft at a top pick next year. It's nothing to rush to. Caleb Williams will be yeah, he's good, but guess what? Next year there's gonna be another kid they're gonna be boasting about. Honestly, I'm as good I, as a prospect. Honestly, What's, I think the kid in Washington is better than Caleb Williams. Um, oh, Penix, Michael Penix, Penix Jr. Yeah. I think Penix is way better. I'd rather have Penix than that. Penix solid for six years. That's yeah, I was going to say, not, not for nothing, Michael Penix Jr. Look, has been in college I, since I the 90s. Care. He's like Van Wilder. I, listen, the more time you have, the better to me. L.A., the Rams had a great situation. You know why? Because they drafted a quarterback who was in college forever. And then he came out and blew it up. He'd probably be the starter right now if he didn't have a drunken rage problem and couldn't stop drinking. Bro, that's what you want. I want a guy with time. I don't know where this idea of let me get a quarterback who's been in college for two weeks. No, I want someone who's been around, who knows how to read a defense, who's seen multiple different defenses, who you could put in different offenses. We see this too many times where you rush these damn quarterbacks out there and it fails because you want them to be great before they are. Look at New England. Don't get me wrong. That's Joe's guy. New England, they have they have no quarterback. They're going to be looking for a quarterback soon. You yeah, how about, wait, real quick, not for nothing. How about this kid leading a, a, a drive to beat the Buffalo Bills? And Patriots fans were like, ah, he still sucks. Get rid of him. Like, oh, <laughs> <Jones>. really? <laughs> Are you guys insane? Mac Jones. We're not going to let it go. But again, I, I mean, is, but but not, listen, he had listen. a good game against Buffalo, but he so sucks. yeah. But you should want that as a fan. You should want more of that. And and they they have wholeheartedly rejected it, and they just want to move on from this guy. That's how. Look, them at two and seven, and us at two and seven. It's a different thing. Uh, they might as well be zero and sixteen right now. That's how bad it feels in New England. We're kind of used to this. We're dealing with it best we can and thinking about, like, what could we do next year that would be different than every other year but 2016, literally going all the way back to the last Super Bowl. Because that's where we're at. We've Stay done healthy. a poor job of roster construction uh, in, the, in the last 11 years. The roster construction, outside of spending a half a billion dollars in 2016, loading up on some stars and making a run, it's been pretty terrible other than last year. I wouldn't say roster. More so coaching. Coaching is held down the roster. It, maybe because it is. probably Here's why I would say I'm sure the coaching's been awful. And I think this year's coaching has been as dreadful as, as Shermer and Judge and some of the other garbage that we had to watch since they ran Tom Coughlin out of town, which was also a stupid thing to do. I can't still to, to me. I don't but, know why he's the coach today. But take a look at New England. There is such a thing as well. This guy does kind of have to go at some point, not too early, but also not too late. It's a it's a tricky subject, no doubt about it. That said, mostly this giant roster has been underwhelming. It's been underwhelming. Look at Okereke. Before Okereke, who's the last good free eight, like defensive player they signed on uh, in free agency, not counting 2016? Wait, like any other time that they've gone out and picked somebody up, they don't do it. It doesn't happen. Brad it's been Murray. poor roster construction. They've struck out on Brad all Murray. sorts of top <laughs> picks. There's been a ton. No, I think that's, and again, I think that's why I keep blaming 
uh, coaching. We have bought in some good guys. We have drafted some good Dexter Lawrence, another defense good guy. Blake yeah, Martinez. It took Dexter Lawrence like before. four and a half years to get yes, good. Yes, yes. No, he was. No, no, no. No, that's not true. To get to the level that he came in playing against guys like with Dalvin Tomlinson, who was also good. You had a pretty good, so he was complimented. But they brought in good players. Um, Blake Martinez was a great linebacker before the injury, you know. And then we had another linebacker before him that got injured. We it's just again. But my point is, even if they bring, uh, it doesn't work out. Whatever they do does not work out. It has not let get anybody. It doesn't work out. Then it makes the point of what I'm saying. You're you're picking the wrong people. You're bringing in the the wrong folks. It's it's health in in coaching. That's what's holding back the Giants. Health in coaching. It's either you have your quarterback, or you don't have your running back, or you don't have your receivers. How much of a problem is the turf? Huge at MetLife, and what are the Giants who own the goddamn thing gonna do about it? Because from from Aaron Rodgers, who cares to everyone else that's been hurt on that field? Saquon, Blake Martinez. I um, mean, it's bad. It's, you can, it's just not them. It's turf in general. Turf in general is just a bad thing. I don't understand why a league that's this expensive doesn't have full grass fields everywhere. You can afford to upkeep the grass. Unless in, in, in a case like Arizona where it gets too hot and something like that might happen, that's the only time that makes sense to me. But uh, you got right. to change it. They have to. We're losing let's, too many stars. Let's talk about this game for a minute, and then we'll we'll, we'll take a look around. <laughs> we have to. We, we do. Uh, I guess the question here is, do the Giants have any prayer – of winning this game. Obviously they got destroyed in the first one, 40 to nothing. And that was a home game. Uh, as they said, it was raining and you know, one thing led to another 40 zip. They're down. It's not like it's and it. And Sean, it only rained when the giants had the ball. I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> it was weird. very sunny out when the Cowboys had possessions. Um, is this going to be, do we all agree? This is going to be like a 37, nothing blowout again. This is going to be something dreadful that we're not going to want to watch yes this is going to be a god-awful game um and i don't really want to watch it but i i will because i'm a sicko <laughs> and i'm stuck with these giants for the rest of my life unfortunately yes sir um but yeah it's i mean we got blown out 40 to nothing the first week and we've gotten significantly worse since then so that just tells you what's going to happen it's not going to be pretty um dak has looked as much as i hate him He's looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. Their defense is very good. Um, so it's not going to be pretty. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be probably like 34 to 6. I think our defense will look decent in the first half, but I think the offense, our offense will be not on the field um, at all. So just going to be time and possession battle where Dallas is going to be on the field for 40 minutes. Eventually they'll cave in and uh, Dallas will end up scoring probably 40 points. So it's not going to be pretty. I'd say probably like 34 to 6 conservatively that that might be yeah that, might be that right. feels right you might be getting a little generous on the giants with those six yeah zay question uh can the giants keep dallas under 21 before the half <laughs> that's that's our parlay can, can the giants keep them under 21 of the first half and under 42 for the game Here's the thing, and I agree with everything Sean is saying. This is probably going to get ugly. 
But this will be an effing game that the Giants win that they shouldn't have had one. I could just see it where Danny DeVito pulls out his first career win. No one expected it. But can, again, I don't know what to expect from Dallas. And I agree with Sean. Dallas is like the juggernaut. They should run right through us. But then I watched how they played Arizona. And I think to myself, holy crap, could this be another skate game where they are supposed to win and do everything right? And somehow, some way, Danny DeVito manages maybe a touchdown, Saquon runs for one, and somehow the defense comes up big. I don't know. I, I, I'm still on pace with Sean. I do think it could be a blowout, but something is telling me this could be a game the Giants win that they shouldn't fucking win. I'm Give sorry. me a score. <laughs> Give me a score because I wrote Sean's 34-6 to six down, and I've got me down for 44-0. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, Sean. I'm not stupid. Guys, <laughs> Losing it could be 42 to zero. I'm gonna be honest with you. It could be something. Right. I'll give it. you I'm gonna give you 42 nothing. Alternatively, in your fantasy world, Tommy DeVito plays out of his mind. They win the game. The score is it's like 17 14. 9 to 6. Something 17 14, 9 to 6. These are alternative scores in a oh, reality like where some crazy things go down. Um, yeah, I'll take the Giants 13 to 10. In the bizarro world, but really, I think forty-four nothing uh, yeah. is probably <laughs> apropos. I mean, the, the Cowboys, the Cowboys are frauds, but they do beat up the the bad teams. That's that's what they do best is Not beat up the terrible teams. Well, Not the Cardinals, <laughs> except for that one. But they except for them. Every other every other game against a bad team, they blow them out and they lose to the good teams. So this is going to be another game where they beat up on a bad team, inferior opponent, and then um. They'll ride them to the playoffs and then they'll lose there. So it's that's the Cowboys rinse and repeat every year. Let's talk about more miserable franchises. The Colts play the Pats. Obviously, they want Mac Jones out of town. Uh, Anthony Richardson, just when things are going well out for the season, the Colts may have found themselves something here. Zach Moss, by the way, has been phenomenal all year. The Jonathan Taylor came back, and anybody who was riding Zach Moss in fantasy knows they just uh pull the blanket out from under you, uh, Jonathan Taylor back to being a lead back. What do you guys got for this game? Colts at Pats. You want to go first, Sean? You get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be a diehard football fan to wake up at 9.30 a.m. <laughs> to watch the Colts and the Patriots. You're, you really got to hey, love it. Germany, you want to watch football? Check this out. I, I mean, at least they got Chiefs <laughs> Dolphins. Like, even though it wasn't a great game, they got to see good football teams. Now – um, Germany may never ask for the NFL to come back after this game. It, it's not going to be pretty. Um, I think the Colts do pull it out because I, I think they're they're a frisky team that, you know, has hung around in, in games this year. Um, I think Gardner Minshew was always good for uh, – he's pretty entertaining. He might not be a good quarterback, but he's entertaining to watch. And the Patriots, um, their offense is just not good, have a bunch of their star defenders out. So um, I think the Colts probably win a, a low-scoring, uh, ugly game here. I still insist that Bill Belichick does not allow Mac Jones the opportunity to put this team on his back and go get him. And I and I I still think Mac Jones has to. Well, we just saw it two weeks ago in Buffalo. What this kid can do when you let him just go out there and throw the ball down the football field. I think they're weight. They they remind me of the Giants, and it's like we just can't have the offense blow it. The defense will hold them, and hopefully we'll kick a late field goal. I think that's a very 80s mentality of football. 
it seems like what Belichick has fallen back on, and it seems like what the Giants have always tried to do. Zay, what do you got on this one? See, guys, uh, this, I feel like the NFL scripts better start scripting. This better be a barn burner. They better start running up the score because, like Saul said, we're not coming back to Germany after this one. But um, I got the Colts. It only makes sense. I see the Colts. Again, a Colts who could be mirroring the Giants. I'm going to let you know that. Remember, this was a team that had a great quarterback. They didn't want to fix their line. Now they don't. Now they're still searching for a quarterback. And they see Richardson came in, hasn't been it. So, again, just know what your future could be like, Giants, if you don't fix your offensive line. But, again, going Colts, simple fact, the Patriots are just not good. Mac Jones isn't good. And, like you said, Joe, he's not going to get a chance to win it late. So, too many Colts in Germany. It's, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be 2037. And the year 2037, Joe is still going to be saying, you know, they give Mac Jones a shot. He, he can take this offense places. I swear, you know, I'm telling you, you if, if you, you, I, him, I've had, you haven't given been, up on him, Joe. That's good. You know what it is, Sean? I, I've watched like six Patriots games this year, literally sat there start to finish, and I never do that. I already have a, an affinity for this kid, and from what I see, it just seems to me it's a lot like Danny Dimes where it's like, let this guy ball out. You're going to lose anyway. Might as well ball out and see what happens again. I, I would rather Daniel Jones throw five picks than not throw the football down the field the entire game. Like, just go for it. What is the worst that's going to happen? You're not going to lose any worse than you're already getting your ass handed to you. I don't understand it. Bill Belichick always thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. You got a talented quarterback with no skill around him. I don't know what you're expecting. All right. Uh, this another one here. Cleveland at Baltimore. Um, Ooh, <laughs> a, yeah, I listen, know. I, you know, it's funny. Two years ago, I was the first one that came out anti Deshaun Watson. I know. Like Deshaun Watson when he was in college. Um, I didn't like the way he acted the entire last year in Texas. And then when he didn't want to play after he took them to a four and 12 record, I thought this guy's a loser and a very selfish football player. Then I found out he was jocking 15 year old girls on Instagram. And I wrote the guy off and I was right to, and I was right to, I'm exaggerating the situation for comedic effects. Eh? <laughs> But That's I told you, I told you, I told you at the time, I told you at the time, okay. I think there's clearly something wrong with this dude. That was some weird shit that he did. And I'm not going to hand the keys to my franchise and $230 million in guaranteed money to a guy who I find to be kind of a suspect human being. You know, I felt the same way about Ben Roethlisberger. That guy's about a, as much of a – I mean, O.J. Simpson, Ray Carruth, and Ben Roethlisberger, to me, all the same kind of person. And Deshaun Watson goes in that group. Okay? I'm not with him. I don't know him. I barely know him. We met I Listen, <laughs> I grew up – I love the juice. That was my dude. The, the Naked Gun movies, those are my favorites. I liked that guy until he murdered his wife and the waiter – and then when he tried to rob those dudes a couple, like, come on, OJ, stop committing crimes. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm always, I'm always suspicious of, of, of criminals. And that's what Deshaun Watson has proved himself to be. He's a fraud. He took a, he stole $230 million from a lousy Cleveland franchise who thought they finally, 
for the first time since Bernie freaking Kozar thought they had a quarterback. He's garbage. And they're wasting an unbelievable defense. It's a shame. That said, uh, obviously, Lamar Jackson's having a hell of a year. He's an MVP candidate. They're at home. I think that they win a tight game, 19-16, over the Cleveland Browns. Whew. Sean, you want to attack this first? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's an AFC North game. These are – it's probably the best division in football. These are always good games. Um, two of the best defenses in the league, so – I think it'll be um, relatively low scoring, but I, I think the Ravens do pull it out at home. Um, I think they might be the best team in football right now. Um, the way that they've been running the ball, um, they finally got Lamar some receivers. Their defense is number one in the league. Um, they're playing at a, a historic pace right now. So um, I do think the Browns keep it close. Um, no thanks to Deshaun. I think their defense keeps them in it. But, um, yeah, I think the, the Ravens win at home. Um and I think that they improved their chances to try and get the, the number one seed in the AFC um, with a division win here. Guys are different. I'm taking the Browns. I don't know what you've been watching. Y'all got to get Sunday ticket back. Deshaun Watson's been playing well lately. He's been playing really well. He's been putting up touchdowns. He's mm-hmm. thrown over. He's played He's played a, 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 a tick better than the garbage he was playing like. He's played really well. He's played yeah. a lot better. His quarterback rating is up. His touchdowns are up. His yards are up. When they, you're – when you're yeah, in a toilet, yeah. there's yes. nowhere to go. You're but down, up. there's nowhere else to go but up. But at the end of the day, they're up. And he's been playing well. He's been doing what they've been asking him to do, and he's been getting better. We knew there was going to be a, a disconnect. He missed the year. He had issues. He wasn't going to be to Deshaun Watson. We thought he was in Tennessee. But we're actually starting to see that Deshaun Watson and Tennessee are actually starting to come back alive. And I'm going Cleveland here. I think Baltimore is a good team, but I do think they have been getting lucky a lot this year. I think that luck finally does run out. I do think they wanted lucky. I'm going to keep saying it, bro. If you win a game, think about it. They they put up 36 points or something it was, and their quarterback didn't even throw a touchdown. Like they stop the run, <laughs> bro. They are a really good. I don't know if it's really good or really lucky, but I do think it ends here again. I think Cleveland is a team that's going to be able to stop the run there. I think if Deshaun could do enough to win it, they'll win this game 27-24, Cleveland. All right. Houston, Cincinnati. I mentioned C.J. Stroud. He's been uh, a phenomenal rookie quarterback last week. He set a rookie single-game record, 470 yards passing. Uh, dude's been straight up balling. Uh, and and kudos, by the way, to uh, D'Amico Ryans, who let this kid go out and ball because, you know what, they had nothing to lose. Let them ball out, and it's worked out really well. That said, uh, last few weeks, Joe Burrow seemingly has started to put it back together. Cincinnati uh, has has sort of turned the corner. Uh, Sean, do they do they beat Houston at home? I think they do, but um, I, I do I do think the Texans will keep it um, somewhat close up until you know probably uh, late fourth quarter. Because this Bengals defense uh, has the ability to finish games uh, with their pass rush and uh, pretty good secondary. But like you said, Joe Burrow has been phenomenal um, outside of September, which is what they usually do. Bengals usually get off to that slow start. Um, And since then, they've looked like not just one of the best teams in the AFC, but one of the best teams in the entire league. But CJ Stroud has also been electric. That performance last week against the Bucs was amazing. Maybe probably the best rookie quarterback game of all time. So uh, I think that there will be a lot of points in this game. Um, 
I think it will be high scoring and uh, a lot of fun. But I do think that the Bengals, with their experience, will pull out late. But um, I think CJ Stroud will play another good game. All right, Michael. Uh, no, I, I agree with everything, Sean. Sean, you're on it today. They have, they are, they do get off the slow starts. The Bengals and they do turn the corner. Hence, why I bet them to go to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. If they didn't win it. They would want me a lot of money, but whatever. Um, but here's my thing. There's no T Higgins. Uh, there uh, other uh, what's his name? Uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's that's a factor. Chase, sure. Chase is uh beat up, and I think Houston is good enough to actually win this game. And not to mention, Sean, their slow start was because Burrow really had a hamstring issue this year. He had a bit of an injury. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't look the same. Yeah, so yeah, he's finally starting to turn a corner. But having no weapons out there, I think that's going to be a pretty hard task to win it because, like we've been mentioning, he's been playing a lot better ball as of lately, and they've really got nothing to lose out there. So I'm going to take Houston in this one. So a lot of people are running with the Cincinnati Bengals, but I'm taking Houston. Uh, I, too, will take Houston 24-21. I think they win it uh, late here. Uh, Yeah, I like Houston so far this year. Uh, San Francisco at Jacksonville. Obviously, San Fran got off to such a great start this year. They've been hit by all sorts of injury. And uh, turns out Brock Purdy, uh, there's a reason he was his seventh-round pick. You can't expect this guy to play like Joe Montana every week. It's just not going to happen. That said, I think Jacksonville uh, at home uh, drops this one to San Francisco, Sean. I, I, I just feel like the 49ers figure out how to get it done uh, and, and get themselves back on track. I agree with you here. I think after three straight losses um, through the first five weeks, they looked like nobody was going to beat them. They looked like they were going to run right to the Super Bowl, but um, they've slowed down a little bit. Their secondary has not been good. Brock Purdy um, has not looked like he did um, to start his career, but they do get Debo back this week um, coming off a bye, got a little bit healthier. So I do think they go into Jacksonville and, and have a statement win here. Um, I do think the Jags are actually pretty good, though. Um, their defense has been much improved this year. Obviously, their offense is pretty explosive, but I do think they have a stinker here and that uh, the Niners get back on track um, after losing three straight. Oh, no, nuts. I'm going Jacksonville all the way here. Um, look, like I said, I've been saying this since week one on this show. Brock Purdy's a front runner. He's not good. He is what you do, and this is what I keep explaining. When you build a good offensive line, and you put good weapons around any quarterback, then you can have a winning situation. But when your offensive line sucks, then you need a phenomenal, unbelievable quarterback to win you games, and that just doesn't exist in the league. That's the point I've been trying to get across for weeks now. Fix your line. Put weapons around them, and you might have something, and that's what they have with Brock Purdy. But, again, to me, he doesn't have enough. I think Jacksonville's a top team in the AFC. I think they will be one of those teams that will be – looking to get an AFC championship this year. It weren't far last year. We've seen what happened with the Waffle House situation. <laughs> so, again, I'm Jacksonville all the way here. San Fran, to me, has not been that good. I, I, I'll keep calling out these NFC teams. I told you who I think is the number one. That's Detroit for me. I think everyone else is wishy-washy. But I'm going Jacksonville here. Um, could be a uh, should be a close game here. I think, again, San Fran has too much to be blown out. I agree. All right. Uh, New Orleans and Minnesota. New Orleans has sort of seemingly put it together the last couple of weeks. Derek Carr um, is playing better. Uh, I think New Orleans is in a really good spot here going into Minnesota. Minnesota still, 
I, I guess Josh, I mean, Josh Dobbs, what he did last week. Let's talk about this cat for a minute because um, the dude didn't even really get a chance to look at the playbook. Didn't expect he was going to play, got pressed into action, and uh, all this dude has done all year is ball out. And again, I think when you let a guy just like, yeah, ball out, see what happens, and you've got some talent, you can do some things. Uh, that said, I think uh, New Orleans is a much better team right now than Minnesota is. Uh, I don't think they're going to blow Minnesota out here, but I, I, I'm i going to take uh, New Orleans to uh, win in Minnesota. Close game, but I'll take New Orleans. Sean, what do you got? I'm going to go with the home team here. Um, the right. Vikings have quietly won four games in a row. Uh, defense has looked a lot better this year under Brian Flores. Um, they started to get it together. And Josh Dobbs, like you said, just amazing, not knowing the playbook, not knowing his teammates' names. Uh, had to learn the cadence right before uh, he went into the game, before that drive. So I think that magic keeps going for Josh Dobbs. I do think it will be a close game because um, the Saints' defense is pretty good. So I don't think the Vikings will score a lot of points. But I also think um, even though Derek Carr has looked better, this offense, I just don't trust them. Um, he, he loves to check down. They don't Another team that doesn't really let him throw the ball downfield. So uh, I think that it will be, you know, relatively low scoring, but I think the Vikings keep that magic going, uh, win their fifth in a row, and, and still give themselves a chance to, you know, sneak into the NFC playoffs. Michael Thomas, by the way, arrested on battery charges uh, for an incident. It's been so... quite the fall off for him after that, you know, historic 2019 season. Not, yeah. not great. What a yeah. shame. Don't know if that guy's ever going to get – Back to where he was. He was once Paul looked upon as one of the best receivers in the league. And besides not being able to stay healthy and stay on the field, he just can't keep himself out of trouble. That's just not a good mix in this league. You'll find yourself out really fast. <laughs> and, and like the Cowboys, like last week, who was it? Martavius Bryan was reinstated. Yeah. It'll be like that where people forgot about you. And then now you're looking to get reinstated four or five years down the line. And for him again with his health issues, that's not going to be the, that's not going to be a situation. But who New Orleans, Minnesota? This is a tough one. Like Joe said, Josh Dobbs. Shout out to him. He hasn't been given a chance since he's been in the league. He came into Pittsburgh as the backup. He's looked good. I mean, I don't. I never thought he was a bad quarterback. He looked great in Tennessee too. He has everything you can want. He can run. He can throw. He just doesn't give an opportunity. I, I think it's because he's he's got Appalachia, whatever the uh, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Alopecia. <laughs> Alopecia. Whatever, whatever. You got it. Pick Smith guy. Oh my God! Keep my quarterback's name out of your mouth. They franchise to have alopecia. I think it'd be great. I don't know. I think it'd be great advertisement. I think there's a lot that go to it, but I just can't figure out why this kid doesn't get a chance. You know what they say? It, you can't be a franchise quarterback without eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> it's been seven four. And, and he's really good. He's oh, he's absolutely yeah. really good, in my opinion. And he's just going to keep trading around. But I'm, I'm rolling with Sean on this. I feel like Minnesota at home, Josh Dobbs just keeps rolling because, again, you ain't got nothing to lose. And unlike Arizona, he's actually got good weapons in Minnesota. He has Addison. Oh. He can throw the ball. You know, he's got. You know what? You know what I didn't mention to you guys? I'm starting Josh Dobbs on my fantasy team this week. He's been starting. He started almost every game for me this season because uh, my starting quarterback was Aaron Rodgers. Mm. My This is my dynasty league. Sean, you're in that league. Uh, it, it was 
uh, Aaron Rodgers and before that, Tom Brady. Quarterbacking was uh, not a problem. I Ryan Tannehill on this particular team. Desmond Ritter. I mean, I've been just nailing these quarterback picks. Sounds like uh, it. I sat Josh Dobbs last week. I started Derek Carr, uh, and Dobbs put up about 50 points. So I'm starting Dobbs this week. So everybody do yourself a favor. Uh, take the Saints. Green Bay, Pittsburgh, this is one of those games where you've got two young quarterbacks that everybody thought, especially when the season got started, these two guys are going to ball out and be good. They've both been pretty terrible. I've got a lot of friends that are Steelers fans. Uh, obviously, everybody hates Matt Canada. How this guy still has a job is beyond me. Uh, it looks like the Jordan Love uh move might not have been great uh it looks like uh, Deontay Johnson came back last week which of course meant uh Pickens had one catch uh so we'll see if they can't get some things figured out there uh, uh in Pittsburgh but this is uh this is not going to be a, a a fun to watch game I'm expecting turnovers uh I'll take Pittsburgh only because Pittsburgh's the home team this one is yeah this one's ugly um the Steelers I I don't know how they have a winning record with the offense that they run out there um it's it's tough to watch I mean I and same thing with the Packers there's something about Mike Tomlin and a winning record that he is sort of happens he's a great football coach he's a phenomenal head coach never had a losing record in his 15 years there it's he gets the most out of his teams and with this offense that he has it's it is impressive how they have a winning record and I think they win another one here because this Packers offense like you said uh Jordan Love just I just don't think he's the guy they have a really young offense not a good offensive line so this is going to be probably a low scoring game I'd it's going to be an ugly score uh 15 to 11 it's going to be something weird um but I think the Steelers pull it out in the end and keep winning somehow some way Yep, completely agree. Uh, Steelers, I don't think they have many losing seasons in general. I think we got the worst end of this maritish relationship or whatever the heck it was. <laughs> we got the short end stick of it. But, um, yeah, I, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Jordan Love is who everyone thinks Daniel Jones is. Oh, who, the, the year that people think. If Daniel Jones had the year last year that Jordan Love had this year, I'd be all with you guys kicking him to the curb. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about a playoff quarterback here. But the biggest, the hardest part Jordan Love is always going to have is Aaron Rodgers was a great quarterback replacing a great quarterback. It's rare that you ever have that situation in the NFL where you have two great quarterbacks, one playing and one waiting in the wings. That rarely ever happens. And for anyone in Green Bay or anyone who's an analyst in the NFL to expect Jordan Love to come in one year and be Aaron Rodgers is absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry to say it. The, the, it was it was catered to him. The offense, everything was built for Aaron Rodgers, and you can't expect a guy like Jordan Love, who doesn't have the same weapons and attributes and all that stuff, he can't do the same things. Sorry, Jordan Love, you are the soft landing for the new quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tennessee, Tampa Bay is just like Green Bay, Pittsburgh, only with yes. veteran quarterbacks. <laughs> oh God, who made the schedule for this week? Oh. This is a terror. This week sucks as far as football games are concerned. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay in this one again. I'll take them because they're the home team. Uh, I feel like they they they've been running the ball a little bit better. Baker Mayfield's played. 
better than I think anybody could have expected. But uh, to me right now, Tennessee, uh, this the run with Tannehill and and uh, and Derrick Henry, it, it's it's pretty much come to an end. The the train rides over. It's been derailed. It's it's I'm surprised they didn't move him at the trade deadline. I I think the reason is because nobody wants Ryan Tannehill. Or I I don't know. Were you talking about Henry? Or I Tannehill? meant Derrick Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody. Makes, I don't even think Minnesota would have been like, yeah, we'll take no. Yeah. That makes more sense. Um, yeah. even with that, I I think that Tennessee is going to win this game because uh, Will Levis is going to be the starter now. He's looked pretty decent through his first two starts. Um, had four touchdowns in the first game, and the Bucks. I don't know how they started. Uh, 2-0, 2-0 or 3-0. That I mean, this team is not good. Uh, ever since Brady left, it's it's just not been pretty. And Baker hasn't looked that bad. Uh, their defense isn't terrible, but I think Will Levis does enough in this game to win them a game. I, I think the Bucks have lost five in a row now, so I think that continues here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Tannehill and Derrick Henry, they, they got an AFC championship out of it in 2019. It was fun while it lasted, but it, it has come to a screeching halt. So now it's the Will Levis era, and uh, I think he gets a win here uh, in Tampa Bay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Flipping a coin, my fault, guys. Uh, you muted. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna win. I flipped the coin. I'm going Tennessee. I, I could care less for this game. Yeah. <laughs> Baker sucks. I hate the way Daniel Jones gets bashed. And Baker Mayfield has just been sucking it up all year, healthy. And then Will Levitt's like he said. Uh, he's been looking good. Uh, I don't know what Tennessee's going to do with their quarterback position. Uh, again, uh, I, I keep saying it. Bringing in a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, doesn't solve all your issues. Tennessee, this is now what their the second quarterback they drafted in two years that they're now on to. So okay, you don't know what you're going to get. This is not college. You're no longer playing three and four star corners in linebacker. You're playing the cream of the crop, the best of the best. And guess what? You may not cut it here. So give me Tennessee just because the coin said so. <laughs> I love that. That was awesome. Atlanta, Arizona. I want to say maybe two of the most disappointing teams in football. Uh, Arizona, not not so much. Uh, from From where they were, go back about a year ago, there was a lot of optimism in Arizona. It quickly dissipated. Same thing here in Atlanta. Uh, you know, you look at the Drake Londons and the Bijan Robinsons and uh, Kyle Pitts, and you're like, how much more talent can you put on this offense? And it doesn't produce anything. Week in, week out. Ritter's obviously out as the starter for just complete ineffectiveness. Uh, but if you're Atlanta... You got a winnable game this week against uh, an Arizona team that's been mostly incompetent. Kyler Murray may or may not be playing in this one. Is that is he back? Is it official? He's in. He's Um, in. He's in. I don't know. It'd be it'd be nice to see Kyler Murray balling out, but I don't know. He's been out a long time. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna take Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm go. Sorry. yeah, um, I'll go Falcons too. That I mean, this game, 
another stinker. I don't, I don't know uh, who put the schedule together. But, I mean, the Falcons, like you said, for the amount of talent that they have in offense to be four and five in a bad division, I mean, they with the talent they have, they should be running away with this division. But they've just found ways to lose games. They did it again last week with uh, Josh Dobbs coming in, uh, who didn't even know – the players on his team, they didn't even know their names and yet they they find a way to lose that game. So I I think they will win this one just because I think, uh, I think Kyle Murray will be good in a couple of weeks, but I I think it's going to take some time after not playing it uh, for a year. And uh, I mean, their defense after that Cowboys game has just been terrible. So I think the Falcons find a way to win this game, but they could also blow it. And I would not be shocked because that's what they've been doing all year. But uh, I, I'll take them to win a close game, but I, I don't feel great about that pick. Taking Arizona. Sorry, guys. Uh, I think Kyle Murray uh, brings enough boost. I think, I think he brings enough boost and energy to that locker room because we've seen that team play on many occasions where they've actually played pretty decent as a team. And if Kyle Murray can do just the thing, little things that Josh Dobbs has been doing over the weeks just to keep them winning, then, you know, they should be able to win this game. And like you said, Arizona – a team full of talent. My biggest thing is like, I keep pointing at with our situation. It, it comes down to coaching. Yeah, You can have all the talent in the world. And I will continue to say this. If you can't coach, it don't matter who you have. It, it, it literally doesn't. Coaching means a lot. For sure. Uh, look at Detroit. Boy, Dan Campbell certainly turned it around. Jared Goff. I mean, tell me everybody didn't have this guy written off two years ago. Uh, there was question whether he was going to even last in Detroit. And, and, and what happened was, uh, they got themselves a franchise quarterback. Um, I like this Detroit team going to Los Angeles to play a chargers team that I'm sorry. I say this week in and week out, Justin Herbert does not do anything for me. And he doesn't do much for these Chargers. He de- does generally find a way in the fourth quarter to do something stupid. Doesn't have to be an interception. Could be just a, a lousy three and out series where he doesn't move the ball and they and they end up giving up a score. He has not. He's put up great numbers. And so a lot gets forgiven. Everybody pins it on the coach. The, the past couple coaches that have been in in ahead uh, of the Chargers have, have gotten this. It's, it's always the coaching for some reason out there. It's never the players. I don't get that. Uh, I'm going to take Detroit to win this game, and I, and I think that they win it by double digits over the Chargers. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think the Lions win big here. Um, the Lions are legit. They're one of the top teams in the NFC. Uh, they have a great defense, a lot of good play. I, I, I don't. Th- I think the Eagles are better, but I think the Lions are right there. Um, but the, the Chargers, like you said, um, another team that has a bunch of talent, playmakers all over, not just on offense but on defense too. But just can't put it together. Um, they they're that collectively, to the dude. Right? Weird. Weird. Yeah. They're similar to the Cowboys world. They'll beat up on bad teams, hence, you know, the Jets who can't do anything on offense last week. But once they run into a team like uh, Detroit, um, which is weird, still weird to say, um, but once they run into a team like the Lions, it, it's going to get ugly. So I, I do agree. I think the, the Detroit probably wins by at least two touchdowns, I'll say. I, I think they dominate in this game. Yes, I completely agree with both everything you guys said. I'm so happy. I don't have to repeat anything. Uh, again, Detroit, I keep mentioning, they're my favorites. Uh, Giants don't got nothing left this year, so I'm going to put some money on Detroit to get to the Super Bowl and win it. Yes, that is who I am running with. 
It'd be and mostly because again, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, to me, those guys, those are my Daniel Joneses. Why? Because I've seen those guys who were put in terrible situations, sent off to, to, to the wasteland, and then they go and do something that no one expected them to do. High draft picks who in their first couple of seasons, people were like, it was a mistake. Big mistake. Shouldn't have drafted him that high. Well, it, it's worked out. Jared Goff made a Super Bowl in like his third year. Until Stafford's won one. And Jared Goff is back again. Again, don't be fast, Giants. Fix your team. See what you have. I'm going to keep reiterating this. Don't be too fast to move on. I agree. I, I mean, I think Daniel Jones is going to be a, a pro bowler, all pro type player somewhere else. I just, I don't That'd think be, that, that would be so, I would be so unfortunate. It's going to happen. That means Washington, five more years, five, 10 more years. Washington and Seattle. Um, Washington just a, it's such a disaster. Uh, again, a weird disaster that wins some games. Washington tends to win games you don't think they're going to win, and they generally lose the games you think they're supposed to win. Uh, Howell's not the answer at quarterback. Uh, they're one of those teams where, um, you know, they split carries with the two tailbacks, and it, it makes so even from a fantasy standpoint, you got to hate the commanders. Uh, it's it's a, a, a shit show. Uh, to put it nicely, I'm going to take Seattle in this one. Uh, I, again, I think Seattle doubles up to score here. Uh, some kind of a 23 to 12 kind of game here. I think Seattle uh, shouldn't have much of a difficult time with Washington. Shawnee? I'll go with the Seahawks too, um, but I, I I have a weird feeling about this game. I think the commander is going to stick in it somehow. Um, their offense hasn't looked you know that bad. Uh, um, obviously, Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell – actually is the answer in Washington. I, I think that he's been good. Um, he's been sacked a lot because his offensive line isn't great, but they do have some good playmakers around him. And with just, uh, Eric Bianami calling the plays, I think they've been all right. Um, the defense is another thing, especially after trading away their two premium pass rushers. Their secondary is not great. But I just – I don't know. There's really no logic to why I think it will be a close game. I But I, I think the commander is going to stick in this one. I, it just seems like the Seahawks, they're, they're a good team. They're a solid team. But I just don't think they're at that elite level yet in the NFC. So I think commanders find a way to stick around, but Seahawks will end up winning it. You're muted. Fucking why does it keep muting itself? Anyway, commanders, Giants, Seahawks, I literally have not touched it. I don't know what I'm doing. I believe you. I literally have had my hands here the whole time. I think it was the coin when it when it landed. I'm not even touching it. I don't even know. But anyway, yeah, Commander Seahawks, Giants, these teams, they're all on the same level in my opinion. It's just about health and schedule. That's all it comes down to. The Seahawks aren't better. They're, just, they're not a better team than the Giants, no. Yes, they are. They're not. They're not. It just comes down to what you They embarrassed us on just, football. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they beat us last year. They beat us last year, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that was injured. Again, now it was another injured game. Nobody was playing. We had injuries that game. We didn't even – I don't think Saquon was there that game either. There was a stretch where Saquon 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 played every game. Daniel Jones missed a stretch of games last year. It was between – No, he didn't. It was between the Commanders and Seahawks games. We had two – I think it was Commanders, Seahawks, and Commanders again. They were one of them, too. Missed the game against the Seahawks, bro. I guarantee you they didn't. Okay. Look it up. Right. I'm going to have to go back. 
But All yeah, right. so, um, give me Commanders. I'm sorry because you know we just rusty. Give me Commanders. <laughs> the Seahawks aren't that good. They Commanders have played tough this it. year. They played even against the Eagles. You've seen it when they took them to overtime. Give me the Commanders in a game like Joe said. They probably shouldn't be winning. Uh, Jets and the Raiders on Sunday night football. Uh, the Raiders obviously coming off their biggest win of the season against a lousy New York football Giants team this week. They're fortunate to get the Jets. That Jets offense is – Do I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember when Peyton Manning was hurt the year he was with. Uh, it's like second to last year in Indianapolis. And uh, Curtis Painter? Old enough. Wait, was enough. the was the starting quarterback <laughs> in 2009 that was like 2009 old enough <laughs> was it 2009 I just remember I just remember Curtis painter um I I watched a couple series of a game that the Colts were playing and he was the starter and it was like he had never played in a professional football game at all he could only throw like uh, out routes about eight yards. They always bounced in front of the receiver by a lot. Uh, anybody who was moving uh, across the slot, he overthrew them or underthrew them. It was literally like he didn't know how to play football. And I watched Zach Wilson, and it seems to me if he's not throwing the ball to um, Olave, forget about not Olave. Who's their guy? Um, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, if he's not throwing the ball to Garrett Wilson, uh, there's a very low chance of a completion. Uh, it's it's so bad. It's so hard to watch the Jets. And, and you look at that defense, and, and that defense reminds me of the Giants defense over the last couple of years. Obviously, the, I think the talent level is better. Don't get me wrong here. But when you put a defense out on the football field for 17 drives and they're on the field for like 40 minutes of a 60-minute game, it could be the 85 Bears. You're going to have a really hard time winning a football game. And I know Robert Sala's keeping the receipts or whatever nonsense it is. This offense... And its inability to get first downs and stay on the field is absolutely murdering this football team. Why they have not attempted to, to bring in any other quarterback to try to salvage this thing. Because, I mean, look, they've won some games. Aaron Rodgers could conceivably return before the year is out. He's not Doubtful, but he, that's, that's his plan. You've got a championship caliber defense. Your offense is putting them in a position where I feel like even if the Jets squeaked in to the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers came back, your defense will be so beat to shit by the playoffs that I, I can't see them. I can't see you can't sustain that. It's an absolute shame. But Zach Wilson, I think from what I've seen, is the worst quarterback in my 48 years I've been on this earth. I would argue there is not a worse quarterback who has started football games 
multiple times than this guy. He's terrible. And I feel so bad for the Jets. And if I'm Dalvin Cook, oh, my God, shoot somebody. Don't (laughs) kill him. Shoot somebody. You get released. You can go sign with the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Like, Dalvin Cook's got to get out of there. He could do more. He could do less than shoot somebody. There's a lot of other things you could do. I'm just trying to get him out of there quick as possible. And it was the first thing I thought of. New York's got shoot someone in the leg, say you're sorry, and get the hell out of it. Get the hell out of New York. Classical birth. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Except shoot somebody, not your That said, legs. yeah. Somebody that else. said, I am taking Vegas, uh, twenty to twelve. Oh, oh I thought after that you were going to say that said I'm taking the Jets. <laughs> that said, I got the Jets in a route. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate plot twist. Um. <laughs> I actually am going with the Jets here. I know that the Raiders looked great last week. I know that um, they're riding high for the guy, Antonio Pierce, who obviously we all love being Giants fans. Um, but I think I, I think they were just so pumped up that Josh McDaniels was gone. Um, I think every player in that locker room hated him, and I think that they're riding high off that. Then they come in, they blow out the Giants, but they're going against, like you said, a very good defense. Um, and if Zach Wilson can just figure anything out, anything and i know he won't because he sucks but they do have two very good young playmakers Brees hall and garrett wilson um i think that if they can just give you one touchdown from each of them they can win this game because i do think the jets defense will shut down aiden o'connell who played great last week but i i don't think that continues so sean i'll give uh, you this if the jets score an offensive touchdown they win the football game that's good that's crazy if which That's sounds a huge if. Yes. But if the Jets can score an offensive touchdown, I bet I would agree with you they will win this football game. The thing is, can Zach Wilson get the ball into the end zone? Great question. It is a great question. Yeah. Um, but I do think maybe even like a sauce gardener pick six, force fumble, just get just if the defense scores a touchdown, that's, yeah. that's pretty much all you need. Which Sean. I think more likely sauce pick sixes you won. Uh then a Garrett Wilson again, touchdown. Again, I, I I think if the Jets can score a touchdown, if they oh. score two touchdowns, forget about it. It's, oh, it's a, a, it is all over. Wait, wait, wait. What Joe, what are you talking about? More likely is a how many pick sixes does Sauce Gardner have this year? One. How many does he have in his career? I have no idea. No, yeah, how are you more likely? You're more week. likely of a strap of a sack fumble or a strip fumble, something like that for a touchdown, not a sauce garden or pick six that happens once a year. Sure. I'm telling you right now, your boy Zach Wilson is so incompetent that I would I would I would rather if if I had the choice to parlay Brees Hall running for 50 yards. Garrett Wilson receiving for 50 yards. And the last thing was either Sauce gets a pick six for a touchdown or Zach Wilson throws a touchdown. I would take the Sauce Gardner parlay. You're crazy. I like the odds that much better. That's how how terrible Zach Wilson is. When he has Garrett Wilson on the other side, who he can hit down the sideline and he can score on it. But he's he's done it. he doesn't he's have done the it. ability to do that because he's, he's a it. shitty quarterback. He's done it. He's done it. Hell, he almost did it to us. 
a clock is right twice a day, bro. He literally almost did it to us. I don't go that crazy. Look, especially with with Aaron Rodgers in his ear, I'll give Zach one thing. He's gotten he's gotten better. He's not uh, uh, like you know a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. No, but having Aaron Rodgers has helped him. Sure, having a Pro Bowler in your ear telling you what to do will make you a better quarterback. No doubt about it. I say that all the time. That's why on his own. On his what? own, he is still the worst quarterback no, no, I have no, ever there's seen. There's no arguing that. But because they have that defense and because the way we've seen the way the Jets have played this year, Zach Wilson has just had to do enough for them when they win games. He doesn't have to put up 200, yard, 200 yards. But imagine he if he could throw for 200 yards, imagine, they would win imagine. games. He might they be undefeated. Would, they would. But, Joe, they wouldn't yeah. have Aaron Rodgers if he could do that. <laughs> That's the point. They're, they're they're five hundred right now, which they is they have Aaron Rodgers if he could do that. They would not it's have done insane a- that they're where they're at because look, look. his ineptness to me is historic. Look, and I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm I don't know where Matt White is. He's in. He's in I don't he's know in where Neil O'Donnell is. He's in Miami I don't know where too. Fitz Magic is. I would call any one of those dudes. No, you wouldn't. I would. Is he doing commercials? I would. Second all. If they had, if they had an even slightly competent quarterback, I agree, Sean. They'd be undefeated. There's no point. I told you, you play Zach. You make it look like you're still in this because if you end up with a high pick, then you can take something that you need later. Who could play maybe a year or two behind Aaron Rodgers? The Jets are more set up for that, in my opinion, than the Giants are. Because again, a quarterback learning behind Aaron Rodgers and then just plugging in some kid with no start, no number one receiver, no offensive line, that's just a terrible situation in general. And if you think it is happening, Green Bay. I would love to play you in Madden because I'm cooking you, bro. You, you, every time you make these faces, bro, I'm telling you, you don't know what you're talking No, because no, 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 no. Because the Jets are going to have a mid round, mid first round pick. The Giants are going to have an opportunity to have a top two pick. You are hope. We don't know how this season is going to play. How many wins the Jets have? I do as the Giants. They might win one more game if they're lucky. Three or four? Four and four. That could easily be a top five pick at the end of the season. Don't ever get that twisted. Four wins could easily be a top five pick at the end of the season. Not with as many bad teams there are in the NFL right now. Again, you'll see the Giants squeak out maybe a win against the Commanders and then maybe a win against Green Bay. And then we're all talking about all these guys all bunched in at. And the Giants were getting – they don't got a tiebreaker. so That would Giants, still only get us to 4-13. and 13. Yeah, still the Giants are only, but, okay. the Giants are only <laughs> winning one more game at best. Again, I'm taking Jets. Uh, Las Vegas won last week. It was just a revenge game. Antonio Pierce don't like us. Patrick Graham was getting revenge for the way things ended over there. Oh, yeah. We treated black people. Yeah. Order, we don't you know, treat black people well. Yeah, that we is, don't. That is and that's fact. why I left when y'all think we're taking Caleb when the first black quarterback to win in 100 years. Won a couple of weeks ago, but keep thinking we're taking Caleb geniuses <laughs> anyway. Again, if, if we have the first pick, we're gonna. I guarantee you, I wouldn't if it was Derek I, May. I guarantee you, they won't take a black quarterback. If we have the first, if we have the first I, pick, we are 1000% taking Caleb. I guarantee you, we won't take him. I, I, Zay, I agree with you. There's a reason they picked Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins, and it I, wasn't yes. it wasn't because somebody was looking at a crystal ball. And it has nothing to do with Ohio State quarterbacks. It straight up was, hey, this white kid from Duke's really smart, and he that black good. kid from o- from Ohio State's not. And you can that's pretend. how they determined who you to can pick. pretend is not a race problem. There is, and there's always going to be one. I don't, I don't disagree <laughs> with that. Obviously, with Tyrod being the first 
uh, black quarterback to win a Giants yeah, game. And for the in 100 the years, we've been a team. History. Yeah. In the history right, yeah. of the franchise. I was going to say, right? We're one of the oldest franchises in the sport. We won championships. Not the Super Bowl. We won. We played in the first championship in football. Yeah. And we is the first black well, quarterback that won. And, and not for nothing, the most racist organization in sports, the Redskins, um, had their first uh, uh, black quarterback win a Super Bowl back in 1991 with Doug, Doug Williams. Williams. So it so, just yeah. goes to show, uh, yeah, there's something to that for sure. I mean, John Harris can be racist all he wants, but if he wants to win games, he'll take he'll take Caleb Williams. Bro, he when I was a hold on, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, the Bro. Giants had a white running back named Matt Carpenter. You'll recall we had a white cornerback named Jason Seahorn. I mean, the Giants, like the Patriots, it's like if if there's a white guy at that position, we'll go for that guy. Before we move on to that, just, just look at what they did with the coaching. They took the white Brian over the black Brian, and the black Brian had coaching experience. Yeah. He literally had coaching, had coaching experience for years, and they took the guy who didn't know shit. That's what I'm talking about. And then, and then yeah. Belichick, and then Belichick texted Flores and told him, and Flores was like, yeah, "What?" Because Flores, like an idiot. under Belichick, that's just bro. The idea is they took two Bryans and they said, "Give me the white one." Who cares? The black one's yeah. got experience and, and knows what he's and doing. Belichick, Belichick, he didn't, he didn't separate his Bryans black or white, so he had no idea. He just took a shot, like, "Hey, yeah. Brian, congrats." Belichick yeah. assumes the the more qualified one who had been a head coach in the league yeah. before. And they must like, have taken Flores. The Giants, said, they're not stupid. And the Giants said, go. I'm qualified. Give me, give me yeah. skin color. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Come on. You know what? Not for nothing. But, uh, you know, look, I said the same thing when, when Dan Campbell got hired in Detroit. And it's turned out to be a really good hire. But, you know, a guy who had zero coaching experience at any level. Uh, I think he'd been a high school football coach for like a year, something like that, right, Dan Campbell? But there was nothing to speak of. There's a lot of qualify. You look at a guy like Eric Bieniemy year after year going to these interviews, getting nothing, and Dan Campbell shows up, and it's like that guy, yeah, yeah. There's just something about him. I wonder Biting, what it is. Biting kneecaps, right? There's something about him. Is it that he's white? <laughs> I didn't see anything else there. He's certainly not a great football player. So what were they going on? He's got yeah. charisma. The NFL, the NFL literally has a rule that you have to interview black candidates just because the lack of them that they have in yeah, the yes. NFL. And you know you what? Issue. And you, you know what? That's, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier. Um, oh, the, uh, the Tennessee coach that just got cut here for no reason. The other year, black coach. They're like, you know what? Stop calling us. I understand what the Rooney rule is. If you're just going to call us to check a box, leave us the hell alone. Look how many coaching mistakes Dable has made. Flores wouldn't have made those same mistakes. And we're talking about simple mistakes that he just just coaching. He's throwing challenge flags on things you can't even challenge. Yeah, he is a dumbass. <laughs> and, and all the luster of last year is gone for me. He's really he he's been uh, Sean. I I I, I, I still have, like I still have hope for Dable. Oh, I have oh, hope for him, but he's done so many things this year that have made it, me go, this yeah, guy it, was it a genius year. last year. What is he even doing out there? All right, let's not make this about the Giants. We already wasted enough time talking yeah, about no, that I shitty can. team. Uh, last game, Monday Night Football. Uh, 
well, I was going to say a good game, but not really. Uh, Buffalo should trounce Denver here. I'm going to say that they do. Uh, Buffalo's got issues. I thought last year Buffalo was a little exposed. Uh, I've been saying for three years now, Buffalo's got all the same issues and they don't resolve their problems. Their superstar quarterback and, and Stefan Diggs, as good as they are, they've got some other great weapons. They still just can't, they just can't get the run game going to really set that, that offense up like it should. Uh, uh, this cook kid, he's been better than what they had, but still extremely inconsistent. All that said, though, uh, Denver's a disaster. Uh, what was a championship caliber defense that just needed a quarterback two years ago, got a quarterback. He's been terrible. And now that defense, that defense also sucks now. It's so bad in Denver. It's not even funny. Sean? They traded Chubb. They traded. <laughs> oh, it's, it's pathetic. There's They've decimated this team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, looking at this game, though, he, I, if you were to look at this any other week, he would say, yeah, this game sucks for Monday night. But compared to the rest of the schedule, this this might be one of the better games of the week. Yes. Because yeah. the Broncos, I, I agree they're not good, but they have looked a little bit better the last couple of weeks, um, winning two out of their last three, beating the Chiefs. Um, and Russell Wilson, even though I agree, he's he is washed. He's not the same guy he was in Seattle. If you look at his numbers, he, he's really hasn't been that bad this year. It, their defense has been historically bad. And I do think the Bills, I, I don't think they're a good team. I don't. I think they're middle of the pack right now, and, and they've shown that. They can't um, close out against bad teams like the Giants. They can't beat good teams, um, except for that Dolphins win, which was earlier in the season. So I, I don't believe in this Bills team. I think this will be a pretty close game. I think the Bills do win it, but I think this will be closer than some people expect. I think – Bills will probably win by like a touchdown late, but uh, I think this will be one of the better games of the week. Oh, don't even look. I'm going Denver. Uh, coming off that big win, I think they got all the Taylor Swift momentum. Oh, okay. um, I keep telling you about, you know, the Bills, they just have this tendency to blow games they should win. Like uh, the Jets, I remember I called that upset a couple of years ago on Joe's Sunday show. He had, we used to do that pregame football show before the football. And I called an upset against the Jets and, and and Buffalo, and that's just how they are. They are a team that should win games, and then they don't win them. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about Josh Allen being this great quarterback because he, in all these years, he's only had that game against the Chiefs, where where went like the the overtime and they won it over. That's the best thing he's had. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't won MVP. He hasn't won you an AFC championship. He hasn't took you to a Super Bowl. So I don't see the hype in Josh Allen no more, especially not with the whole Dable connection. Because, again, I think Dable's a great coordinator. I think Josh Allen's a good quarterback. And when those two are together, they're a better situation. But it's just not good enough right now for the Buffalo. And it hasn't been good. And it won't be good. And the Bills will continue to be the Buffalo Bills of Canada, of, of South Canada. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Nobody makes their feelings of disdain about franchises and players better than Zay. Sorry. The no. Canadian, the Canadian, you know, I'm sorry. The Canadian South, the South Canadian Buffalo Bills. 
That's what they are. We don't South consider them, Canadian we bill. We don't consider them New York. We don't even consider Staten Island New York, and it's all Long Island. It's no, um, that's fair. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, the people, the disagree. people from New York that are like, oh, they're they're the only team from New York with uh, the Giants and Jets playing Jersey. Like, I, shut up. They are in Canada. If you drive past the Niagara Falls, I mean, twenty minutes up, you're you're in Canada. So they should be they should be in the CFL. We need to take Staten Island, cut it out. Put East Rutherford there, throw Staten Island in Jersey, and then we're fine. And then that's just how it would be. Uh, and, re, but- and redraw the border so that Buffalo <laughs> is in Canada. Draw, draw your extra hurricane line or whatever you got to do. Sorry, a little presidential joke coming up with the. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Joe. I know. <laughs> I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. Politics coming up. I know it's going to be a long, long winter coming up for you. It's going to be a long winter for sure. Oh, boy. <laughs> You know, this season started, dude, with so much promise. And the wheels came off the bus so fast. It's, you know, Sean, it's, I'm I'm at the point, I know you you were saying earlier, like, you don't want to watch this week's game. You're gonna, it's your team. You're obligated to, you're loyal to your team. I'm hate watching at this point. Same. You know, I'm just watching, like, just to criticize and to just get pissed off for three hours. And then I can move on with my day. Yeah. Well, I mean, every every time I have the Giants on, I usually I put the Giants on the TV screen and then I'll have my laptop and iPad. They always get the big screen and I will always have them on. But I'm thinking about, you know, that I don't think they deserve the big screen anymore. I'll have them on the laptop, you know, in front of me. I'll still be watching. But it's getting to the point where I mean, what's the what's the point? Last week when I was watching the Giants Raiders, I had them on the TV and I would just kept looking at the Eagles Cowboys game. And I was like, this is what football actually looks like. Like this, this is good football teams right here. And then you look back up at the TV and you see Tommy DeVito throw another pick. Uh, Raiders, one of the worst offenses in the league, score again. It's it's depressing. I thought after last year we had some hope, won a playoff game. I thought we were heading in the right direction, but uh, just right back to reality for us Giants fans, and uh, it sucks. Uh, I'm not fun. Still, I'm not having fun. Still on the bandwagon again. Uh, uh, last year it was a prerequisite of what this team could be if we do the right things. If you do the build the line, get a receiver. I'm going to reiterate this until the end of the year, up until the draft. This is what you have to listen. You're not wrong, but they can't do that. No, no, they they just can't do it. They're so bad at this. You're not cutting him for $69 million next year. They're not going to cut him after. He will not be your backup, neither. That's just nuts. If we got to talk to Vicky, we'll be. The smartest thing to do with the Giants want any type of respect going forward. Let the kid play. If he sucks, again, like I said, you end up with a top draft pick the next following year, and you'll just grab one of those quarterbacks you're going to. Because, look, again, Caleb may be good, but, again, I don't trust UFC quarterbacks. I never will. You could throw him in Matt Liner, throw all those guys out there. They all suck. They always will continue to suck. Caleb Williams can go paint his fingers on Sunday anywhere else, but I don't want him in blue. I'm so <laughs> sorry. So that's I what mean, it is. That's no, now no, we no, found you have to be mentally tough to handle this state. I don't want to hear you're crying in the stands at the end of a game because you wanted to win. This is yeah, bro. We're if going you're coming to, to New York like that, you'll be crying a lot. We're going to rip you to shreds with that, bro. This is New York. We don't want to hear that. We the, the, I, look, y'all from Connecticut, so it's a different vibe. I'll bring you down to the city. I'll bring you down to the state. We don't play that, bro. We kicking you out of town. We hide. I ain't never seen Eli dr- tear once. Eli could have thrown 14 t- interceptions in the game. I ain't never seen a tear once. 
That's the type of guy I need. I need a stone face killer. Daniel Jones looks like a stone face killer to me. The fact that he sat in front of those people and took interview questions, knowing damn well he ain't had to be there, and they all, oh, what about your job? What about? And he just sit there. I'll be back. That right there is all I need. That's a stone face killer. When you t- when you tell stone me face killer, that's not that great. You stand- look, <laughs> look Eli he's got the stone face he, down. It's Eli the killer. He, he handles the media. Eli Manning was Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't Peyton Manning. He wasn't great in the regular season ever. But when we needed him to do it, that's when he did it. That's when he became the stone face killer we needed for those four game playoff runs. That's what I need. Eli didn't look good his first playoff. His first playoff looked like crap. Daniel Jones actually won a game. His first playoff game against the Panthers, I remember that. I remember as a kid coming home, 2005, uh, 2006, let's go, we're going to beat the Panthers. We got smoked. Beat down, yeah. We got smoked. I remember that game. Mm -hmm. So, like Joe said, don't put your expectations on the first five years and this, that. Players need to grow. They need to develop. They need stability. They need to be under one system. There's a lot that has to go on. And like these coaches and owners admitted, they've been screwing this kid up since day one. They they definitely have. I agree with that. Who was your first coach? Can you tell me? His first coach was Shermer. I think he was there for before Shermer. Was he? Was it Shermer? I think he was there before Shermer. Jones? No. Yeah, I think no. He, was he there? At, mm, no, no he yes. never. McAdoo, was, McAdoo never coached. It was Shermer's first year. It was the last year of the other. Yeah, yeah. Shermer okay. and then Judge and now and then Dable. Judge and then now Dable. You can't keep. You can't expect the kid to be good. I don't think they definitely good. have not dealt him a good hand. I completely one hundred percent agree. But why it's why also at this point five years in, he has shown that. Look, Except for one year, which was an outlier at that point. Is, how is it an outlier? How is it an because outlier? he has four other years of evidence that have shown yeah. he's not a winning no, he's got four other years of incompetent coaching, terrible teams, and completely bad staffs all around. All right, it's the That's same It's the same staff last from year, last year than this year. It was the first year he had something of some type of stability. New coach, new and the coach that knew what he's doing offensively. Not just okay, a guy it's the who's same really coach this year. What is happening? Not an offensive coach. Right. Uh, not a coach who's an offensive coach, who's a special teams guy, who's coaching offense, who's coaching defense. Not a guy who's coaching quarterbacks in college right now. He actually has a coach and an offensive coordinator that he can learn and work from, but you have to give this kid a chance. Yes, things didn't go well in They've given two. him nobody he's... has looked good in year two. Year one of the Dable experience was great. Year two. The coaching staff has looked bad. The line has looked bad. The players look bad. They've said the wrong things. This has just been a complete and utter cluster in general. All right, yeah. but how many years? How many years are we going to give him until it's like until we say this guy is not winning? You football just games. gave him a new contract because he earned it. So you give him his off of he, one year, off of one good year. Yeah, but look, to be That's fair, like you said, doing. hold on, you said yourself, Sean, he's got to be back next year anyway because of the contract. And if you move on be- after that, you, 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 you then you do. Uh, and, 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 but, but listen, I still think you have to draft a quarterback early here. I don't necessarily think it's got to be with your first pick, but maybe, yeah. maybe pick two. Round. In the third round, fourth round, if you want to take a quarterback? Potentially. Listen. And then, listen, if Jones the following year is a failure, then you then, officially then. move on. Maybe that guy starts a year. You go draft somebody with your you know, your, your top five pick, and, and you start all over again. But, again, listen, I just think at this point, Sean's right. Like, the, the window of opportunity is running out. They did give him a contract. Like you said, Zay, he earned it. 
I'm not arguing that. I'm no, not no, I know you're not. I understand that. that. But my I'm point saying. is, is they, they, you know, again, how many chances in, in five or six years this guy's got to start hitting but, and he's not? But that's sports. If you give him an offensive, you give him an overseas right now, you fix that offensive line, and God forbid that offensive line is even middle of the pack next year because they're that dead takes, last right now. takes so much time, though. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You've already rebuilt an entire offensive line. Yes, it does. You're not rebuilding a whole offensive line. You just you have one good piece right now. You have a Pro Bowl tight end. You can move your big boy who's playing tackle to guard, and then you can bring in a guard and free agent, or you can draft a guard and free agency. Whatever you, I mean, excuse me, in, in the draft, you can fix the line right then and there. It doesn't have to be the greatest line. The line last year when Daniel Jones went to playoffs, that line was terrible. They weren't the top league. They they got better progressively as the year went on, but they yeah. weren't a great line to start the year. They just got worse this year. I don't even understand how it happened, but they've gotten worse this year by adding, I guess, what they assume better pieces. My thing is, give them a chance. Fix the line. Give them a number receiver. If he can't do it, get him the hell out of here. Yeah, I agree. Again, I think the way the contract structured it, it, it only makes sense that you give this guy another uh, – try to fix this line up patchwork it together and give him one more run and if he's out then it's officially time to move because on what if he does good joe what if he wins us a play what if he that shit oh, i agree i then, agree Listen, what are you doing? there then would what be doing? nothing but, Zay, there would be nothing worse to me than if this guy moves on and starts winning somewhere else but my That's argument is happen. if he comes back next year and some he's healthy and i think this year is actually being better for him because i think with the knee injury it gives him a chance to become a better pocket passer because now he's not thinking run first and he can actually start going through reads. But my thing is, if he comes back, plays great, because they did all the things I said, then what are you going to do at the end of the year? You're going to move on to another quarterback? This kid, say he does have a year similar to the ad when he earned his contract. Then what are you going to do? Well, no, because he still has two years after that. I'm just saying after. No, now you're gonna keep two more. You see how you are playing this game? It's wishy-washy. No, I, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying you can get out of the contract after next year without a lot of dead money. But he does no, have he a four-year contract. So if we don't if we don't draft a quarterback next year and he ends up playing well, I'm more than fine with him staying. No, I just I don't. don't think that he's ever going to get back to that point where he was. Draft last the quarterback. Year. I'm not arguing with you guys. Draft the quarterback. I want a guy late in the round because again, we've seen the durability with late this round guy. quarterbacks. Just don't. There's such a small percentage of them that hit. It's just a waste of a pick. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Brock Purdy. I'll just keep naming if you want me to. Okay, over how many years span is that? That's like three quarterbacks over a 25 year span. I can. Pat Mahomes wasn't a top pick. He was picked yeah, later. He was on. a top 10 pick, dude. What are you talking yeah, he was about? Top 10 pick. I thought he was 15 or something. Between 15 and 20 that he was year. Number 10. Oh, he was top yeah. 15, 20 that year for the Chiefs. Whatever. Who else? I, we can there's a list of other quarterbacks that we can go through who no, it's Dan, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. But um, whatchamacallit? Uh Buffalo. It. Buffalo, Josh Allen. Josh Allen was a top 10 pick, dude. What are you talking was about? Was he? Yes. Yeah, five, five or seven, seven or something like that. Hold on. I know I'm not. There's more than that that weren't top five. All right. Well, Zay's got oh. a mission. He's going to find now a gonna go late round quarterback. Because I know there's more than that. He's going to find us some late round quarterbacks on next week's show because we've talked for 94 minutes mostly about the Giants. And that, I got to tell you, is impressive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to do. <laughs> Gloverpressmedia.com backslash drawing about the G-Man. You can also find us on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, we hope you come back and join us next week. Again, Giants, Cowboys, 425 tomorrow. No one's feeling it. 
Uh, we shall That's see. We'll, we'll be back right. next week for Sean Scanlon and King Zay. I'm Joe McGuire. Thanks for watching. Chawed about the Chiefs.